Welcome to Before You Swipe. I'm Dr. Lauren. And I'm Dr. Chris. We're two sex educators and research nerds who love talking about sex and relationships. This has been an online dating podcast where we overanalyze profiles and read between the pickup lines. However, in this episode, we're switching it up to take a step back and consider how we make sense of ourselves and relationships. And when we say relationships, we include sexual, romantic, platonic, and more. So before we even open the apps, let's get into the beautiful mess of human connection. Welcome back to another episode of Before You Swipe. I'm Dr. Lauren. And I'm Dr. Chris. And we continue to be recording at the Whiteley Center in the San Juan Islands. And we are here pondering our values around sexual, romantic, and platonic relationships. And just as a reminder, we're discussing the nine principles in Andy Nordgren's Relationship Anarchy Manifesto. So the fifth principle we are introducing, so we've just crossed the halfway threshold, right? Um, is change through communication. And this is one of the longer ones. So buckle in. (laughs) For most human activities, there is some form of norm in place for how it is supposed to work. If you want to deviate from this pattern, you need to communicate. Otherwise, things tend to end up just following the norm as others behave according to it. Communication and joint actions for change is the only way to break away. Radical relationships must have conversation and communication at the heart not as a state of emergency, only brought out to solve problems. Communicate in the context of trust. We are so used to people never really saying what they think and feel that we have to read between the lines and extrapolate to find what they really mean. But such interpretations can only build on previous experiences, usually based on the norms you want to escape. Ask each other about stuff and be explicit. You know, I mean, there's just so much. So much. And so much that's so good and so needed. Uh, So I want to start by just doing a quick recap, right? So we've spent time talking about the importance of identifying our values, Mm -hmm. identifying our goals, and thinking about, like, what are the kinds of relationships we want to form, right? Yeah. We've acknowledged that we want to be imagining and dreaming and getting free to, to think about what's possible. And we've acknowledged there's pressure there's norms, it's scary, it might feel hard. Um, And so we have to build our practice for feeling uh, secure in our own ideas, right? So that's like where we're starting. So in a lot of ways, those other four principles were, or the ways we've chosen to present them, I would say they're really about getting grounded in the concept and then thinking for ourselves. Mm -hmm. This one is moving us toward like, oh, right, relationship anarchy. It involves others. (laughs) (laughs) That means relationship. Oh, dear. Communicating. Oh, boy. And for a lot of us, right, like communication is not something we're necessarily taught to do well. No, we're not taught. Yeah, by barely anybody how to do it effectively. Bad role models, not in the media. Yeah, there's so many things. Well, we think, I mean, I love how we keep going back to K through 12. um, But thinking about even the expectations of how you show up in school and how you're allowed to speak, right? And that's the space we spend the most time for a lot of years of our lives. Yeah. And are we given permission to be in dynamic dialogue, to be sharing our values and goals and having anyone listen, right? Like that's not necessarily the structure people experience. Yeah, and in sex ed, most of the communication lectures are around things like saying no, or being assertive about that, like being, don't be aggressive, be assertive, don't be passive. Like there's those kinds of things too. So, right, they don't, 
they modeled that kind of communication and some of it, but not this meaty stuff that is really being addressed in the manifesto right now. And also like never about, do you actually know what you want? Do you know what you would want to say yes to? Yeah. If there was something you could say yes to, right? These are things. And so again, we think talk, you know, you got to be re really anchored in at least how you are feeling right now. Yeah. What are your values? What are your goals? Because that's what you're communicating to someone else. Yeah. And it may be that for you, you've got some questions and things you're trying to figure out. So there's like negotiation back and forth, things you're not like real settled on or whatever. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But you got to have a thing you're communicating from. I think that's like first and foremost. And then when, I mean, even just now we're like, we have no models. We don't know how to do this. But I think there are great examples of yeah. ways we are very good at this. And my favorite one that I use in my class with students mm -hmm. is I start the day on communication. And I say, I want you to come up with a pizza order right now. And so I have students work together, figuring out in groups of like six. So it's like hard. Yeah. What would your pizza order be? And so they go through it. And then afterward, I'm like, what'd you do? People start talking about, oh, well, like the first thing we did was we checked in on anyone's allergies. Yeah. And then we asked if anyone had any like restrictions around their preferences, like meat versus not meat. And then it was like, what's your favorite thing? And yada, yada, right? Like we yeah. people have a really clear strategy for sharing with each other what they like in their pizza and they negotiate and they get to a final order. And sometimes it's like, we decided we're having three pizzas and I'm like, awesome. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can change the rules, even of the assignment. Um, and so the idea is we can learn a lot about how we can negotiate and how we can communicate by building on the way we order pizza. Mm -hmm. And I didn't come up with this exercise. This is yeah. from Al Vernaccio, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, a tool used to try to give us different language and different metaphors for how we can negotiate and talk to each other. And so I just think that's a useful yeah. starting place. Yes. And I, yeah, I've had the privilege of meeting Al Vernaccio and he is just <laughs> such a delightful human being and just really embraces these and is so encouraging, right, with with students of, of all ages to say, like, you have these skills in you. Mm -hmm. Let's just try to figure out how to use them in other places. And and like that whole thing, love is a pizza or that he talks about. I think there's a yeah. TED talk, right? Oh, there might be. The, Ooh. Yeah. So Google it, everyone, or <laughs> use your favorite search engine um, oh, right, to look sure. at, right, um, <laughs> the, the idea of love being a pizza and how you yeah, negotiate your your likes as opposed to, and some restrictions, but just sure. yeah, from that, that yeah. space. Which I always love that my students bring in like the notion of ableism and, you know, like, oh, right. Yeah. Some people have actual restrictions and we want to be, you know, promoting everyone being healthy and well. And yeah. So we can really nicely transition that into justice coverage. Anyway, love it. Love Al. Love the model. Yes. Love that you also have met Al. I know. I'm really lucky. <sighs> That's so dreamy. <laughs> okay. Well, so then holding on to, we have it in us. We have the skills. It doesn't mean it feels easy no. to talk about some of these things. Obviously, ordering pizza is not the same thing as being like, I would like to have sex with lots of people. Right. When the norm is, no, you get one for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so we we don't want to pretend that that's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And let's keep going back to pizza when we need to. Um, so I wanted to, I think it's helpful because it is such a doozy of a, a um, description for this principle. I thought it might be helpful to break it out into little pieces. Mm -hmm. So the first one is that for most human activities, there is some form of norm in place for how it is supposed to work. If you want to deviate from this pattern, you need to communicate. Otherwise, things tend to just to end up just following the norm uh, as others behave according to it. And so we've talked already just to like anchor us. We've mm -hmm. been taught. We talked in the last episode about the relationship escalator. Mm -hmm. And so that's a kind of societal norm and pressure. 
And so I think all of us remembering, right, we have to check in, what have I been taught? How have I been socialized to believe a relationship is supposed to go? What my role is? And maybe that's got a connection to the gender you were socialized into or the ways other people around you form relationships and how relationships are allowed to happen, whatever, right? There could be lots of stuff that's influencing that. And we then need to figure out like, what are my internal stories? And then what stories might I have used in other times in relationships? Yeah. And how can I then pay attention to those, name them and talk about them? Yeah. I mean, it's right. It's this, this idea that, yeah, you're following a script based on past experience mm-hmm. and you're able to name that in yourself. That's amazing. And yeah. then if you're able to let others know that you might be operating from that place, like if, especially if it's sort of like a negative script you have, like, yeah. Hey, like I'm anticipating that this might be a script I'm following based on my past experiences. Please say it in nor- normal language. <laughs> than that. Like, yeah, right? like, I might be, you know, I might be doing a thing and it's this because in my past, this has happened. Like, Oh my gosh, that's huge. If you can, you know, see them in yourself and then share them that's even huger it's even bigger right like and that's amazing and we can ask for help around them we can you know then it's a collaboration of right like i'm aware of a thing in me yeah that i'm working on but i also maybe don't always have the tools i need to work on it yeah fantastic yeah um and yes i don't i don't know i'm like i would probably say like i have a script inside of me that like, i know have an obnoxious way right i probably would do that too sorry we're sorry everybody dates us we're sorry yeah <laughs> so again like we're you know acknowledging there is this path of least resistance that's out there no one's bad for having it people also aren't bad if they choose to keep using it right again we're not saying you have to be judgmental of anyone's approach it's that we want to create transparency and and that thoughtfulness of am I aware of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it? And can I then name it a little bit yeah. and make sure and be checking in. And so some of this, I think also is about asking, like figuring out what are those questions we need to ask ourselves? Like always asking like, wait, why do I do that? Or mm-hmm. why am I waiting for this person to contact me next yeah. or whatever it is? Or why am I assuming because we went on three days, we are now exclusive, like, or what, you know, yeah. whatever the thing. Um, so that's piece one that mm-hmm. I that felt important. So again, that awareness and communication about it. Yeah. And then the second chunk in the description from Andy is communication and joint actions for change is the only way to break away. Radical relationships must have conversation and communication at the heart, not as a state of emergency, only brought out to solve problems. What do you think about that? I love this sort of like, I really did want to highlight this idea of a proactive approach, right? Like, yeah, like this, yeah. The idea that if something comes up, what do you want? Or just not even assuming that just because something happened yesterday, it's going to happen today. Like all of that, like, right. It's not like we have to talk, right? Like, (laughs) it's just like, oh shit, you know, like that kind of heavy thing. It's like, you're constantly communicating and talking and therefore it does become easier over time and again with practice and things like that you know it's yeah that's I love that so much I love that you invoke that idea of we have to talk right there I mean I feel like I've had so many conversations with people where there's like a certain text you get and you're like "Uh Mm uh-oh you know right and it's some vague like could we set a time to talk let us not do that to each other because then you get nervous and all your energy gets taken up and you're not going to show up to that talk as your best self, right? Yeah. Like what if we were just in a regular pattern and for some of us structure is nice. So yeah. like I'm a person who kind of enjoys structure. So I make the like with certain people, Hey, before, I mean, we did this right before we were coming to this 
trip we talked about like what are our goals what are our hopes and yeah you know do we want to talk about which things we're working on or how we work on them right and so that kind of proactive communication where we each get to stay over our center yep. of here's who I am and what I'm hoping for mm -hmm. oh how do those align how are they different and then how can we work together on them it's awesome yeah and let like the sort of like the idea that maybe at some point in certain relationships, it's like, let's set a time to talk becomes something to look forward to. It's exciting, right? Right. Because you can also be like, I really love how this has been going, right? It could be a moment yeah. of like total praise and affection. Yeah. yeah. Or I want to try something new. That might be fun too, right? And like you know what you get built in when you get to share that. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Right? So Play. it's, right? Yay. Set a time to talk. It's like, oh, what's this going to be about? Like, it, not, yeah. uh-oh. Like it's, it's come, it's Wednesday, right. hump day, yo. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. Sorry. I've, clearly that's <laughs> one of my biases that I'd be like, Ooh, now I have to come up with something fun, but I have to. Yeah. But it, yeah. It could be fun. Oh yeah. And yeah. And I think a lot of that time, you know, comes from either, a you know, like the whole, we have to talk or let's, you know, talk comes from like, yeah, being in trouble with your parents or with your teacher or something like that. It's not usually like. Junior, let's set a time to talk about like whether you want to sign up for the baseball team or whether right. you want to, right? Like it's not a fun thing or what you, yeah. No. I think this is right. This is the key of like, we have to reimagine what we're doing, what the purpose is. Because again, like yet again, we're reimagining, right? We're breaking some norms yeah. of what does it mean to be in communication? And yes, we're saying maybe we're going to do things that are different, but also like maybe we're not going to be doing things that are different from the norm or the expectation, but we just get to like nurture each other and show up and be present. And again, that idea of actively choosing, which I guess is maybe breaking a norm, but yeah. Anyway, I think it's pretty lovely and exciting. Yeah. And if we've had lots of these conversations, the other thing that seems really important is I, I mean, hopefully then we're proactively identifying the things that are important to us and can then strategize around them but then if something does come up that's like a little ouchy or doesn't feel good like we've got this big long history of sharing and talking and hearing each other and feeling valued in like less high stakes conversations yeah we've got this uh, i don't know it's like a bed of feathers that we can land in for our <laughs> yeah. hard conversations yeah. that are inevitable right like yes. our feelings will happen we're not saying they won't right um but figuring out in advance like Mm -hmm. How can we build a practice together that feels loving? Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add on that one? Or should I go um, to the last track think, of that one? Yeah, okay. I think that's that's good. I mean, I've got so many additional sort of things. thoughts, but like, let's, yeah, let's go to your next the, sort the of third idea. Chunk. Sure. <laughs> the third, third chunk, chunk I pulled out. Okay, yeah, so yeah. then this is the end of um, the sentiment. So Andy goes on, communicate in a context of trust. We are so used to people never really saying what they think and feel that we have to read between the lines and extrapolate to find what they really mean. But such interpretations can only build on previous experiences, usually based on norms you want to escape. Ask each other about stuff and be explicit. Do you have anything immediate off of that one? Yeah, I mean, it's... I think that's, it's sort of coming back to like the sort of thing. It's like the scripts again. It's like, don't assume, don't, you know, like, you know, checking in when things are going well is all, you know, like this kind of stuff, but like, which is in and of itself breaking a norm, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. And so, yeah. And, and also just back to, you know, the, we just, it's really hard to try to do these things and it is risky and you are making yourself vulnerable right like when you're you know because we 
we aren't really saying what we think and what we feel. It's just that. And if we've never experienced someone really doing that with us, or we don't even know, or like, yeah. I hope people have been honest with me, but can I trust that they're being honest with me? Are you sparing my feelings in some way that also is not allowing me to be responsive to your needs? Whatever it is, right? Like, if we've never experienced that, we don't even know what it looks like. That's really hard. Yeah. And so I think, again, this all has to keep coming back to self-reflection and awareness of what we've experienced in the past. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what models are we working from? Good, bad, and ugly. Right. What mm -hmm. are the things we've seen done well or that it felt good? How can we in embrace those? And then also how do we recognize what we maybe need to unlearn or need new skills on? And that we don't have to be alone in that, but being able to say like, hey, I've never been able to trust the feedback I got from X person in my life. Yeah. So I don't even know how to do this. And I recognize it doesn't feel good inside of me, but I want to do better. Yeah. So brainstorming, what does that look like together? Yeah. And sometimes maybe that's writing things out instead mm -hmm. of looking at someone face to face, like taking again, those baby steps. If you're really not used to expressing wants and needs, um, I was, I'm thinking like, especially in the realm of sexual behaviors. Oh yeah. And so in previous podcasts with our with when we talk about the online dating stuff, I think we brought up once like the sexual behavior checklists yeah. and things like that, which are these lists of just all sorts of sexual and kink and other types of behaviors mm -hmm. that you just like kind of look through and you sort of check off like I you know I'm interested in doing this with you I'm interested like and then or, yes, no, maybe yeah, so. yeah yes no maybe so sometimes it gets more explicit on like I like to receive this particular behavior or right. I like to give this particular behavior but you can start from I mean and boy that's a very vulnerable thing so you oh, could yeah. do it in chunks you could do it in like like you could do, but you can do it for yourself and then feel like you could share it, but you're not looking someone in the eye at first. I think it's so important to listen to yourself, right? Like it is okay if there are things that you don't want to, I mean, I have, and, and it can be different with different people. So I have had people I was dating where I, it was like, I felt like I was sliding a note across the table. Yeah. I'm like, here's my list. I am not saying any of this out loud to you. And it doesn't mean it's not a good dynamic. It just means for some reason, I'm so morally human with them and don't feel quite able to say things. I blush, I get all weird, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. It's a dynamic. And so I can adapt how I do the thing, you right. know? Yeah. Well, I just also like, it's, it's, I mean, it's the very advanced version of the, the note in junior high. It's like, will you go out with me? Check one. Yes. No. Right. But, like but it's that. A little, yeah. Right. But definitely, right. No. Definitely. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not for. Yeah. I mean, you know, respect to high schoolers who are using the Scarlet Teen in, uh, inventory. Yeah. yeah. Right. Good on you. Um, be safe. Be clear. No yes. desires. We love it. Um, and so I, I, so I appreciate you acknowledging, like, maybe we can say it out loud. Maybe we need to write it down. Awesome. I think also there's the, um, in addition to like, what can we say? It's where are our edges of vocabulary, right? Like, you know, people who've been socialized and women are expected to communicate in particular ways. And so that mm -hmm. means they get more practice and get socialized again. Like I keep using that word, but there's, there's a skill development there. Yeah. And so people of other genders aren't always taught that. And that's sad and not fair because mm -hmm. every human has lots of emotions inside of them with lots of variation of process, of course, but it's not specific to one gender or another, like someone's more emotional than another. If you've never built your skills around or felt safe, like you're not going to be made fun of if you talk about your emotions, mm -hmm. that might be really, really hard. And I think this is where 
you know, our gendered structures and yada, yada, like they can really make it hard for people to participate in this kind of communication. And yeah. so like sitting with that, figuring out again, that it's okay if this feels like a new skill yeah. and that there's no shame in that. Yeah. And right. And again, if you're communicating with somebody that you do have some trust with, we are going to be talking about trust in another principle, but like this idea of naming that this is hard for me, yeah. this is like that. And then other pieces like you can, I mean, again, there's the sexual inventory kind of checklist thing, but also you could just write down in the same way you might do this for a doctor's appointment, like write down the four things you want to make sure that you cover Yeah. or write down a grounding statement, like on a piece of paper that if you are getting emotionally, like whatever, dysregulated or activated, yeah, like that kind of idea, like you can sort of anchor back into yeah. written words. If that's something that comes again, like are these strategies that work for you or not? again, like that's okay. And then, I mean, I used to, when I would teach parents about talking to their kids about sex, it's really funny. I'm like, oh, this could go horribly wrong or could go bad. So guess what? Have like a plan to like a friend or a relative, whatever, like someone you trust to call afterward and be like, that went great. Or, oh shit, like that just went super not okay. Like, so you know that there's going to be someone there waiting for you to um to debrief yeah to debrief I love that absolutely and you can celebrate work as well and talk through what you're still trying to figure out and yeah I love that and I think I also really appreciate you brought up the idea of how our bodies react when stuff can be emotionally intense or whatever and sometimes we're not even aware of why we're reacting right our our body is reacting yep and so learning also to recognize like how do we feel in our body? I know this is some mindfulness stuff yep. of noticing, huh? And for me, I'll be like, oh, I feel my chest and throat getting tight. It's like, that's the first sign. Mine is the jaw, but yes. Oh yeah, see, right? And for some people, it's their guts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I've noticed that. I've had people that I had agreements with that I was in relationship with that we would then um, like kind of had code words or whatever of like, hey, could we have a breath? And actually I do this with my kiddo where I'm like, Hey, I'm feeling activated. Would you mind having doing three breaths with me? And we right. like slow down together. It's an act of caretaking. And then we move forward. And, and so then he also requests the same when he needs it. And yeah. so you can build these agreements the same way we would say, have a safe word when you're having sex, have safe words with these conversations and have mm-hmm. them the agreement of how are you going to caretake each other as you're going? Yeah. Um, and yes, we will talk more about trust and I think that will keep coming back to like well how does some of that come in small doses bigger doses whatever yeah depending on the kinds of conversations we're having yeah for sure um I think the only other thing that was I don't know where you chunked it in an interesting way and I I love that it was really helpful because this again is so meaty but one of the things that came up for me that I was thinking of is like when there's sort of the understanding that relationships again they change Mm, right yeah like it's sort of weird it's like how and why do we expect things not to change (laughs) right like if you're especially if people who are in these long-term relationships like are you the same person you were 30 years ago or five years ago never mind last week right? right how are things not different yeah how are they not evolving and so well I also it's like what else in your life stays the same forever right 
Like, I can't think of a single thing. Everything is evolving. Everything is changing. We're continuously adapting. So why would we ever imagine that the things people want, how we're going to relate to each other, our time, our energy, any of it, why would we ever think that that's staying? Right. Yeah. The idea of like not changing is really ridiculous. And I, I also do understand that when you're, especially if you're with somebody every day or very often, it's sometimes hard to see the change. So I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but like when you get like a puppy or something, Aww. you don't notice it getting bigger. But if someone only sees you like once a month, you're like, holy crap, your dog's getting really big, right? Like there's yeah. that idea. And you're like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess they are because right. the change is really gradual. Yeah. Um, and so like there's that kind of concept of you don't notice the changes always. You're always up close. Right. Yeah. And so taking those steps back or even just, yeah, again, more reflection, more of those things. But sometimes it is when you are so day to day with a person especially over those like really long times, you know, sometimes then the change isn't, you know, it's not usually monumental. Sometimes it is like a health diagnosis or, you know, losing a job or something like that. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, and something really big change happened very suddenly. Super Um, different. Yeah, it is. But like, so sometimes it is hard to see, but yes, of course we change over time. And so if you're with somebody or we've been friends for over 10 years, 20 years, right? Like what? We're going to have to math that. Yeah. It's not quite 20 years, but yeah. Like how have we not changed? Right. Of course we both changed. Right. So like, how does the relationship then change and how this things and yeah. And so you, you need to engage in these ways because of like, you're changing health, you're changing body, you're changing ideal ideals or whatever, like those kinds of things. Like you, yeah. Well, and I think what well, I love this, you know, bringing, invoking really importantly, like we're each changing as individuals, mm-hmm. that's going to lead to change here. So I'm changing, you're changing separately from me. There's right. also probably things that are like, Ooh, getting right. a little wonky and you can't no see my hands, but I'm moving yeah. my hands in a wave-like way. <laughs> Changing between us. Right? Exactly. And so one thing that I think could be an interesting practice is again, that idea of like, how do we re- revisit some of the earlier principles? How do we take those steps back and say, okay, wait, what am I saying? I want my relationships to look like, you know, like the bigger taking stock. How am I thinking I want to show up? Am I actually doing that? Yeah. Right. And thinking even about like, the totality, like where the, are the ways that I want to grow? And am I still doing that? Like I keep saying for like several decades, I would like to learn to cook. Still haven't. So like, <laughs> you know, again, it's that I can be gracious toward myself yeah, and I can also recommit and then think about uh, what support do I need to make that happen? And yeah. I can turn toward the relationships in my life for help um, in all sorts of ways, right? I may need extra time because I'm going to go take cooking classes to write, but yeah, you know, yeah. in a dreamland, maybe it would happen. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that like pause and taking a step back and checking in of like, am I staying true? Like, or not true because it suggested it hasn't changed, mm-hmm. but am I rechecking in with like, where am I feeling like I kind of want to grow? Where am I feeling really good about my growth? Whatever it is. Right. And it doesn't have to be about growth, but yeah. Or having, or, I mean, maybe something hasn't changed and checking in about that, like, mm-hmm. at least from your perspective. So I have had this conversation with, with somebody before too, where I'm like, you know what? I like this. This is really working for me. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? And sometimes leading with the, I like this, you know, maybe it doesn't leave them room to then say, <laughs> but well, I need it. <laughs> right. Good but point. like, but instead of like the, the, we have to talk, it's just sort of like, you know, this is going well for me right now. And yeah. so thank you for this. And thank you for our relationship. And thank mm-hmm. you for the things we share together. 
this is this is great. And if I, I do want to hear that if you're not feeling this or if you want some kind of shift or how are you, you know, it is, it's like, so it's a positive check-in over that negative check-in that, that, that Andy discusses. Well, and I think, you know, it's also totally possible, right? That we're in a tie, we're super satisfied, but someone else wants it to add an element, right? Like if you're in a platonic tie, that's really lovely, but then that person wants it to shift and include a sexual component, right? Like that's all stuff we have to negotiate and navigate through. And so someone can want to change. And I, so I just really appreciate acknowledging like, no, no, I'm really enjoying exactly as this is. And, and, and it can be that if, the other person wants something else, then they have to decide if they can accept that yeah. for you, it's staying the same. So again, we're not saying that in these conversations, we're going to like slice and dice or make ourselves smaller. We, anyone has to conform to anyone else, you know, in, in a way that reduces your autonomy or erases your goals or what feels comfortable to you. Right. Like, yeah. So in these communications, it's listening, learning, and staying over our own center yes. as we do it. And yeah, I mean, as we've been talking this whole time, we're mostly, or at least the way I'm hearing it is we're mostly talking about dyads right, and pairs. So like then when there's more than two, I mean, it just exponentially gets more complicated, which just means extra maintenance and extra just by virtue of numbers. And then okay. therefore there's more people, which means there's more thoughts and there's more change and there's more feelings. So Protecting that time and making sure everyone has space to like, what kind of processing needs do they have? Mm -hmm. What makes them feel good and whatever configuration people have, right? So for some people, it might be like, we're going to talk in a Tuesday over here, a Tuesday over here, a Tuesday over here, and that's family meeting, right? Like for depending on how many people it is. Yeah. Um, And there's so many models. And I think, again, the great thing about existing in the time we do is there's the internet. And a lot of people have brainstormed these things about specific strategies, but we have to commit to finding the strategy that's right, no matter how many people we're doing it with. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It's yeah, a little more complicated the more people you get into it. Yeah. And I think it's it also can be complicated, like for myself as a, I don't know what I, I'm a relationship anarchist, solo polyamory, I don't know. Um, labels. Yes. But in that reality. Like I sometimes really want deeper ties with some of my friends, like friends in town, for example. So it's a platonic tie. Yeah. They may be married. They may be in other kinds of ties. And I'm this, you know, less, no, I'm not, I'm not doing some of the traditional normie things, but I'm like imagining we can grow this gorgeous, you know, big, robust thing together. And it's a really interesting thing to be vulnerable and approach with a friend. Right. And, and be yeah. like, hi. <laughs> And it, it can be just as significant. So yeah. we we want to acknowledge like this is definitely not just about the conversations we have in romantic ties or sexual ties, whether that's a twosie or more, but these are also conversations that, you know, having our check-ins with our friends. Um, yeah. 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 What do you, how much are you sharing in terms of time? How much are you sharing in terms of, right, personal information? Yeah. What, yeah, those pieces too, right? What yeah. Kind of support are you, yeah, you wanting to give and receive, right? And and this idea, I, I love Betty Martin's work on, you know, the consent wheel, which all talks about like, what do, what am I ready to give? What am I ready to receive? And there's, you know, a bunch of other dimensions that we yeah. can link to, but um, you know, those ideas of really thinking about how we want to show up in, in, in relationships right. with people. And then there's the, so then there's the bigger pieces of that. And then there's the day to day. So yes. like what, like some, someday the, the person that you normally rely on just isn't available, whether it's because they are working a 12 hour shift 
or whether it's because they're dealing with some other crisis or Absolutely. they're just whatever they're exhausted. It's, you know, there's that. So having, so, so there's like those little day-to-day changes too, that sometimes the relationship takes like a little bit of a bump in a different direction yeah. and being able to communicate that and hear it not as a personal, it's not personal right? that they had to work a 12 hour shift unless you're the you made the schedule of this just shift schedule. <laughs> then it's your fault. And, but yeah. And then you've got some, we were going back to the whole like workplace dynamic. Yeah. You, you keep bringing it up and I'm like, yeah, man, that is, that's, I mean, that sounds hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and we're going to definitely get into that idea of um, how we make sense of time and shifts in time and some of that in a couple and another, at least one other principle. Oh, we, we cool. go down that rabbit hole. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very important. All right. Uh, I feel very excited about our com- communication about communication. Yes. So, so good. Uh, so if you have thoughts and feelings about uh, communication and anything related to that, feel free to contact us at B for you swipe. So that's the letter B, the number four, the letter U swipe uh, at Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, whatever yep. you feel like using. We're findable. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to Before You Swipe. If you want to send us your thoughts on sexual, romantic, and or platonic relationships, please email us at beforeyouswipe at gmail.com. That's the letter B, the number four, the letter U, swipe at gmail. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at beforeyouswipe. Thanks to Hamid Khalid 786 on Pixabay for our fabulous funky beats.